everybody. Welcome back. Simply amazing. Tim Ryder, the Apple. Guys, we're going to do a very quick emergency podcast. Um, it is Friday, so it's not really an emergency podcast. We're right on a schedule. But being that the trade deadline passed, oh, I don't know, 34 minutes ago as I'm speaking, uh, yeah, I figured we could we could do a quick one. Let's uh, Let's break it all down. So... It took a little while, but the New York Mets made a very nice addition uh, ahead of the deadline, at least in my opinion. Uh, went out and got Javier Baez from the Chicago Cubs, as well as Trevor Williams. Uh, sent over Pete Crow Armstrong, which, hey, that's um, the cost of doing business, I guess you could say. Pete Crow Armstrong is a terrific prospect, an outstanding young baseball player, uh, and extremely Good human being. Um, also grew up a Cubs fan, so we, from at least from from the show, we miss him. We miss him. Uh, wish him, excuse me, nothing but the best moving forward. He's going to go shine in that outfield. Him and Brennan Davis uh, roaming Wrigley grass is going to be something uh, a sight to behold. Without without question, that's going to be very fun to see. But enough about the Chicago Cubs, who are down to. Just about nothing. They traded Kimbrel to the White Sox. They traded Bryant to the to the Giants. Uh, yeah, they're just whittling away. But back to the Metropolitans. Oh my goodness! You know the Mets had a lot of different ways they could go on Friday. Um, you know, starting pitching was most certainly a, a target. A target throughout the uh, the entire trade deadline season. Um, they ended up walking away with Rich Hill and Trevor Williams and. You know, I guess that'll do. Uh, Kenta Maeda, who uh, the Mets were linked to heavily as the trade, as the deadline uh, was approaching, ended up sticking in uh, in Minnesota. The uh, I guess the price tag. I mean, you have to assume the price tag on a lot of these controllable pitchers. And you know, Maeda, I think he's locked up through twenty twenty three at like three point three million AAV. So, yeah, that was um, likely going to be an extremely high price tag. And, you know, if you look at the Mets' starting rotation, just as it is, even with the new additions, pretty soon at least, you're going to have Jacob deGrom, who Louis Rojas said on Friday was moving right along. No timetable still, but no bad news, which is great. So you have deGrom, Stroman, Carlos Carrasco, who's starting on Friday night in just a few hours. Taiwan Walker, who's hit a bit of a rough patch, but, you know, early in the game on Thursday during the day, um, he looked very, very sharp. By the way, the Mets lost, uh, I should say, Atlanta took three of five from the Mets this week, but we're not really going to touch on the recap. It is what it is. The Mets head into the weekend with a a multi-game lead. The situation really hasn't changed. But anyway, so back to the rotation. You have DeGrom, Stroman, Carrasco, Walker, Rich Hill, Tyler McGill, who's been outstanding, he's doing just absolutely phenomenal things uh, as a rookie. First seven starts, he's been just terrific. Um, the whole arsenal's working. He's throwing pitches with conviction. He's getting swings and misses on his secondary. He's getting called strikes on his four seam. I know we talked about that a bunch, but very impressive. And now you add Trevor Williams, who's got a really nice slider. His numbers aren't all that impressive, but you know, for back end depth. If you're throwing out a combination or whatever, uh, 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 whatever the case may be, uh, at the back end for the number five spot of Rich Hill, Tyler McGill, and Trevor Williams, 
it's safe to say you're in really, really good shape. Um, one has to wonder who gets the nod there. I know McGill's been terrific. Um, I, personally, maybe I think I would go McGill. Let, you know, Hill and, and even if you want to go to a six-man rotation and let Hill and, McGill and, and Williams, uh, excuse me, Hill and Williams maybe piggyback off each other, go a full eight, whatever the case may be. I know Hill hasn't really been stretched out in a while. Um, you know, they have options. Sure, it would have been really, really nice to add another another starting pitcher to the mix, but this is a, a, a solid group. You look over at the bullpen, and again, there were moves to make. Um, you look at the group as is, and you know, you can go right down the line. You, you, Diaz, Castro, May, Lugo... Um, uh, loop, uh, you know, I could go down the whole list. It's a solid group, but, um, inconsistency has kind of been, a you know, an issue. Um, you, you have to think that the Mets will be at least adjusting and, you know, they're going to have a little bit extra depth now with, uh, whoever's not in the rotation, throw them in there. Drew Smith's been really good. You know, you can keep on making that work. You just have to hope that those those rough times that we saw from Diaz, that we saw from Castro, you know, you have to hope that they're short-lived. Um, but, you know, you, you know, you can look over the Mets' entire roster after Friday and say, hey, this is a team that's well-equipped for a an exciting run down the stretch. Most likely, you know, pegged for October. Um, Atlanta made a couple of really, really nice moves uh, this week. Uh, I should say Friday, uh, even leading up to Friday. They added a bunch of depth. I think at the buzzer, they grabbed Jorge Soler from the Royals. They grabbed Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates. Uh, you know, they're, they're making a push. They're not out of it. I know the Phillies went out and grabbed a couple of starting pitchers. Uh, Kyle Gibson from the, uh, from the Rangers and someone else. But you know, everyone was really was making a push, and they're trying to, at least in the in the division, they're trying to catch the Mets. And you know, luckily for the Mets, they've they're getting healthy again. The offense is back to doing what they do. Um, you know, it's uh, it's what you want to see at this point. You know, I think the front office did what they had to do. They solidified a a weak spot. You know, adding Baez who. You know, he's been up and down. We all know what type of player Baez is. He's going to strike out. Um, his approach at the plate is a little wild. But, hey, you know, it's energy. It's championship presence in the clubhouse. It's it's a guy who's, you know, going to be playing for a contract. Who, if we're being honest, I mean, I, I put this up on Twitter about a half an hour, hour ago. But in the month of July, which was 76 plate appearances for Baez, He's hitting 324, 355, 535 with 138 weighted runs created plus. I mean, sure, he's streaky, but uh, this is a weapon. And for now, we'll play shortstop until Lindor comes back. Once Lindor comes back, I mean, you have an infield of, a uh, middle infield of, of Lindor and Baez. You got Pete at first. You got a rotating cast at third, whether that's going to be Davis, whether that's going to be Guillaume, who's now going to be, you know, fighting for playing time again. But that's no big deal. You have VR, who's, I guess, I, I want to say since like, uh, oh, Mets Fix. Mets Fix just put this up. Hold on. Since June, July 20th, he's um hitting over 300. He's got a, a an OPS well into the seven, almost 800s. I mean, this is a, um, 
a very, very deep roster. They didn't have to get rid of J.D. Davis. They didn't have to move any of their bench pieces. Oh, my God, I'm absolutely over the moon. They didn't have to move any of their top prospects. You know, again, PCA is a it, – it, it's, a, it's a price to pay, but it, it is what it is. The Mets left the trade deadline a better team um, with their core still intact <coughs> and, and – <laughs> Very much prepared for what's what's ahead of them, and that's going to be a dogfight down the stretch. It really is. Philly got better. Atlanta got better. Both of them are are very much within striking distance. I believe it's three and a half and four games. You know that's um that's nothing to 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 not be concerned with. That's that's it's going to be a uh, it's it's going to be a fight down the stretch. Luckily for the Mets. They're playing Nationals 11 more times this season, and the Nationals traded everybody over the last few days. They got Juan Soto, and that's about it. Um, very curious to see what happens with Juan Soto over the next few years. You know, they're going to keep him around. He's their superstar, and he's young, and he's under contract. But you have to wonder uh, if he's already planning his escape from D.C. Oh, boy, Metsy's keep an eye on him. My goodness. Um, you know, this is a... It's a watershed moment for the Mets in the in I guess in a way in a sense that you know they've already been performing well it just it just in in July alone here I have those stats here and I came somewhat prepared today I, I hope uh, here we go here we go here we go oh great now I can't find it so in the month of July the Mets lead baseball in wins above replacement. Weighted runs created plus. They're third in MLB in batting average, on-base percentage, and home runs. And I said it on Twitter. They just added Baez to this. Lindor was only here for 12 games of the month. He's coming back. You have, you know, starting pitchers who now, with the depth there, you're not going to be doing a bullpen day. You're not going to be doing a Jared Eikhoff day. It's going to be... um. It's going to be a whole new ball game, pun unintended, and you know my apologies. That's just corny, but it's the truth. There's going to be a lot of momentum being picked up, and sure, there might be a. There's going to be down times. I know everyone's oh, why can't they win? Why can't they pull away? Well, because they were missing. <laughs> they're fielding, I believe, their franchise record 57th player of the season tonight in Carlos Carrasco. So, I mean, that's just a, a an inkling to why this team hasn't been able to pull away in their division when the division isn't playing all that well. We said it on the show, or, you know, a couple of weeks ago. The NL East is going to beat up on each other. That's why these records are how they are. And yeah, they're, every team has holes, but they're beating up on each other. And on any given night, the Marlins can beat anyone in this division. On any given night, the Phillies can beat anyone in this in this division. Is that parody? Is that mediocrity? Is that just an old-fashioned division battle? You've got to remember, these teams are playing each other 19, 20 times a year, 18, 20 times a year, whatever. There's going to be a lot of back and forth. There's going to be a lot of playing up to your competition. Um you know, we're very familiar with that. Look back to 2007-2008. The Mets lost games against a lot of bad teams down the stretch, and they paid for it. There's going to be ups and downs. The Mets just have to stick to their guns. They have the weapons in place. They have uh, the leadership there. You know, this is going to be um, – we've said it a million times. This has been a special run up to this point. 
moving from here, it's going to be even more exciting. Uh, you know, it's not like the Mets are fighting up. They're not punching up. They're not the Dodgers who, God bless the Dodgers. My goodness. They went out and did so much. You know, that's, that's what I said it on the Apple on Friday morning. That's what a championship, a team with championship aspirations does. They go out and they pull out all the stops and that's what LA did. And, you know, Looking at the big picture, sure, you would have hoped the Mets would have kept up with that pace because down the line they're going to have to see them, possibly. Uh, the NL West might just beat themselves up like the NL East has been doing for the first half of the year because, boy, the Giants got better, the Padres got better, the Dodgers got much better. And, you know, with the with the positioning they're in now, uh, everyone's separated by, I believe, five games between all of them. I think, yeah, uh, something to that effect. Um, it's going to be a, a a wild ride to the finish for, for sure. But, you know, the Mets, are they prepared to face any of these teams in the postseason? Yes, most definitely. I would put this rotation up against anyone in baseball. I put this offense up against any pitcher in baseball. And uh, we've seen how this team, you know, reacts when their backs are up against the wall. No bullpen safe against this roster. And uh, that's not, you know, I'm not blowing smoke when I say that. We've seen it all year. They play up when they have to. And down this stretch, it's going to be a lot of playing up because they have to. Uh, This is, um, you know, Atlanta's tough and they got better. Philly's, eh, Philly's Philly, man. They got good players over there, but I'm not convinced that they can really make a push, even with the additions they made. Now that I've said that, you know, you could put it in stone that they're going to be in the mix towards the end of the year. But there's going to be um, – it's going to be a, a, a battle. There's no other way to put it. It's going to be an absolute battle. And, you know, there's going to be – um, <laughs> it's going to be exciting. You know, you, you, you look around the league, a lot of moves were made. The White Sox went above and beyond. They went out and got Craig Kimbrell. Um, traded away Nick Madrigal, which – I was a little surprised to see. I like Nick Madrigal. It's like a, uh, it's almost a carbon copy of Jeff McNeil. Uh, going to the gaps, contact hitter. You know, he's not going to ever wow you with his power, but he's got it in him. Uh, I think McNeil's probably got more more of that to his game than, than Madrigal does. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, everyone's making – they're gearing up, man. They're, they're getting ready for the, for the, the final push. They're getting ready for October baseball, and that's, you know, just having the Mets back in this conversation is thrilling. To say that's the best way to put it. It's absolutely thrilling. Um, You know, the Mets have the Reds in town this weekend. It's going to be a a hot series. Once Baez makes his debut, hopefully you have have him and uh, Amir Garrett going back at each other. I was really, I don't want to get off topic, I was really expecting Cincinnati to sell. At the deadline, really, really was expected Castillo to get a lot of interest, which he very well, very well may have. We don't know. Um, expecting Garrett, you know, this is a team that's fallen out of not a fallen out of contention, but they're falling back. <laughs> you could have said that about the Yankees too, because I believe they're further. I, I want to say Cincinnati's five games out of the second wild card spot. They're not out of it, but they've had trouble finding consistency as well. And you had to wonder whether Cincinnati was just going to say, "All right, you know what, let's." put our eggs in the basket of the future. But they did not, and they're still going to be around. So you're going to see a um, a competitive, uh, a, a fighting Cincinnati team this weekend. 
And, you know, for the Mets, you have to hope that things are going to break their way. They got a lot of momentum going their way as far as, you know, no, <laughs> losing uh, losing the series to Atlanta notwithstanding. Um, there's excitement running through. The black uniforms are back on Friday night. Everyone's pretty psyched about that. Carlos Carrasco is back on Friday night. City Field's, I believe, close to a sellout or as close as they've been this year. It, it's it, There's going to be a, a new energy around the ball club, and that's fun. Um you know, looking through the weekend, there's going to be – what do you got? You got Rich Hill and, and Wade Miley on Saturday, and we saw Wade Miley last week. He's a very, very good pitcher. Uh, he does what he wants with batters. He he induces soft contact. He, he You know, he's a veteran, and he's not going to be a pushover. And, again, these Cincinnati Reds are – they're going to be playing for a uh, – you know, for, for their postseason lives from here on out. And I believe – we're going to see the best of them this weekend. I believe Castellanos is still out, so that's going to be a, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's going to damper their plans just a bit, but this is still a very good team, and the Mets can't, uh, you know, they can't overlook their competition. Never can. Marcus Stroman goes on Sunday. Uh, He's been back in the groove, to say the least, after his uh, hiccups before the All-Star game. So, again, you know, the Mets are... They are primed for success. They have the pieces in place. The offense is clicking. Like we said, there's going to be a new energy. It's just it's going to be a, um it's going to be a very exciting stretch uh, run down the stretch. Just again, you guys can hear it in my voice. I'm very excited. Uh, that's all we got for today. It's just a quick one. Um, you guys know where to find us: Apple Pod, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe to the Apple, the free email list. If you want to pay to be a subscriber, that's awesome. We're never going to complain. We appreciate it. We're going to be sending out gifts, by the way. We're going to be doing gifts for our paid subscribers. I'm hoping by the end of the summer, everything's being produced right now. But uh, I believe we have, we're pushing 100 paid subscribers at the Apple. So little gift is going out to everyone. I'm hoping very soon I'm going to have to send out a uh, uh, something through the Apple to our paid subscribers to get their addresses. It's going to be a bit of a process, but we're moving along towards that because uh, you guys truly do deserve um, adulation for uh, and appreciation for you know jumping on board for listening to me talk my shit every day. It's uh, I'm having fun, and I hope you're having as much fun uh, following along. But uh, again. You guys know where to find us. Simply amazing. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, the Apple. You can actually find us on Google now. I don't know if that's a good sign for as far as the clicks that we're getting or or what. Or Substack, Substack turned on their <laughs> SEO visibility. Who knows? But you can actually search for us on Google now. Um, what else? Yeah, that's it. You guys know where to find us. We'll be back at the Apple on Saturday morning with new content. Hopefully going to be talking about a Metsy's win on Friday and... Uh, Keep it going from there. All right, everybody. Let's go Mets. Peace. Yeah!